The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Jesus Christ, 
you decide right to the Spirit, and your Spirit to speak to us this morning in your word. I trust you've enjoyed the message to the first language. I enjoyed it. I trust that the Lord has been speaking to you you might remember last week, the topic was about lawlessness. It's sort of about things that might go on outside the church, but that, that might also be inside the church. Well, today Paul's focus narrows in on a second major issue that Paul addresses in this letter. He focuses in on an issue that threatens to disrupt and distract the community of believers in Thessalonica. It's an issue of idleness. An issue that might distract and distract the community. in dealing with disruption and distraction. I can pray for the success of the gospel message and to work to preserve the gospel. Those are the two things we're going to look at as we go through chapter 10 this morning. Pray for the success of the gospel message and work to preserve the gospel message. Our passage opens with Paul requesting that the Thessalonians pray for him and his specifically Timothy He asked that the content of their experience would be their success of the message, but also the safety of the message, which is in verses 1 and 2. So he says, finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honoured as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men from our fellows as Those two those things, the advancement of the gospel and the, the prayer for protection and deliverance, it sounds a bit like what Jesus taught his disciples to pray in Here, Paul says to pray that the word of the Lord would that it would do some good work, that it would speed ahead, and that it would be honored. So that sort of language fits with Paul's regular athletic partners, doesn't it? The one who speeds ahead the best is, is honored as the winner. But for me, it reminds me of nature documents from the West Coast. I don't know if you're but if you've seen one, do you remember seeing one where it talks about the rains coming? The wet season comes, the rains fall in the mountains, and then what happens? The waters so they speed ahead across the plains, don't they? They inundate the rivers to sea. But not only do they speed ahead and, and get into everything, but also the seeds that have been lying dormant all of a sudden spring to life. 
the animals go to the rivers with their overflowing with that which brings life to them. That is what Paul prays that would be the case for the gospel, the message of Jesus, that it would be held up as a good thing. That it would inundate every corner of this earth and be angry. But Paul encourages the believers in Thessalonica to pray that the message that Jesus has come and died so that all people might know God and be able to have their sins forgiven. That this message would go into every nation of the world, to every country of the world. That it would inundate every culture, every people group, every language group, and be honoured amongst the community would be accepted and responded to by those who do. Wouldn't it be great if that was the case for us here where we live? If in every school around us, the Word of God went forth. Every workplace, every suburb, every street came to see the good news that Jesus has come and died so that we might know God and have our sins forgiven. Wouldn't it be great if not only people heard that, but they responded in faith to that, in repentance and faith to the gospel? Has that been your response to that message? Are you praying that God's message would succeed in our world and in our suburbs. Pray also for the safety of the message in front of Because as Paul attests in our passage, not all have faith. That was the reality. That was the reality for the believers in Thessalonica. Not all have faith. Not all respond to the gospel message with honour. The reality is that though the message of Jesus is good news to the world, not everyone will hear that. In fact, for some messages of the gospel, their good news will be met with opposition. The fact that they are the carriers of God's message will put them in harm's way. So Paul encourages the Thessalonians by reminding them of what? To So not everyone has faith, God is faithful. To God's commission, and his care go hand in hand. And so we pray for the success of God's great commission. We pray also for God's great care to those who have committed. 
We do this because it's not possible by our own power and strength to have the gospel message succeed. It's not possible in our power. It's not practical in our strength. It is totally dependent on God. Before you hear what you're about to hear, before the Thessalonians which were to be addressed about the idleness amongst their community, I need to be reminded, I need to be praying for the gospel, praying for one another, and being encouraged that God is faithful. God will do what He has said He will do. And He is confident that the Thessalonians will respond rightly to the commandments they have received. And they will do what is required to preserve the gospel community. In verses 6 through 15, Paul calls the Thessalonians believers to trust the Lord. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness, and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. This issue of idleness, or might say disruptiveness, disorderliness, and thinking back in the first letter to the Well, like we referred to people within the Christian community there in Thessalonica, who had the ability and opportunity to work supporting themselves and contributing to the community there. Yet they still Maybe they've done this because they thought, well, the Lord Jesus is about to return. His return is imminent, so what should we support? So they quit. But then they start meeting. Rather than contributing to the Christian community there, they become a burden to the Christian community. And this and practice of walking in idleness is actually in contrast to what Paul has taught the Thessalonians through what he has said. It goes against what he has commanded of them. But not only that, it also goes against the example that Paul has himself set to the Thessalonians. You see that in verses 17. Paul, Timothy, and Silas would have been well within their right to rely on the generosity of the Christian community of the Thessalonians. It would have been well within their rights to be supported by the faith community there. But instead of insisting on what was rightfully theirs, Paul and his companions chose to give them an example to imitate. And in doing so, the Thessalonian believers learned that Christians don't create burdens for people. They lift burdens. 
when Jesus didn't create burdens for people. He lifted them. He says in Matthew 11, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is Example set by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the example set by Paul and his companions. The example of hard work and generosity. But rather than imitating and following that example, some in the Christian community chose instead to take advantage of the generosity and hard work of others. And even started meddling. He's not talking about those who are legitimately in need of the loving support and assistance of the To walk in my idleness is when people have the ability and opportunity to work, to provide for themselves, and then contribute to the Christian community. Instead of doing this, they choose not to, and they become Paul is not addressing the person who is working towards himself. He's knocking on doors that nothing goes He's not addressing the person who is working hard but just can't seem to make Nor is Paul talking about the person who is falling on hard times. Maybe there's lots of people. Maybe the landlord has sold their house last Monday and they get on their own. Provided for in Paul is addressing those who instead seem to sit back and do nothing while others do the benefit. These people become a burden and they start using up the resources of the Christian community. And don't allow, therefore, for those resources to be used for the ministry. Is also that their idleness starts to rub off on others. They disrupt and corrupt the community. And so they hinder the gospel. Imagine the church has a reputation of people who are just there to meet of others. It's people who aren't willing to put their 
told us. That's how it works. We're all willing to be generous to the extent we think that we can And we're all going to have time to the need to rely on the support of our We all need to be able to help others when they need our support. The ability for us as a church to respond to our needs and our values is seriously critical to people who to the and instead of helping to get there, that's the way. Paul says also the people who are Rather than being about their own business, they their money from other people. This is 
this is what's behind his actions towards the command. This is what's behind taking note of his disobedience in India and having nothing to do with him. That word ashamed is exceeding. There are other turning words in the Bible where it's really familiar, okay? Repentance. That word for ashamed is a turning word. Meaning to turn in Now, some other phrases that I want to discuss together. To take note of that phrase is understood as marking them or making them knowing to the church thing. That action is to be taken because of the situation that I will be sitting in. So, have nothing to do with someone who says not mingle or associate with them. Give these words of distance out there. So, friends, let me be clear. The church community do not have the role of pushing someone to change. It's not our role to shame people. What Paul says is, we instead need to set aside someone. And in doing that, what we do is we create the space for the Holy Spirit to go about His work. Work that only the Holy Spirit can do. See, the believers are not to regard the idol as their enemy. No, they're to treat them. They're not to treat them as hostility. They're called to love them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, friends, this love is both tough love and tender love. To think this with a springboard. Of their system and then back in one Thessalonians and chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. And it's okay, we're able to do that. Because we're going to do it through that word and so 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 talk about both forms of love, tough love and tender love. In verse 15 of chapter 3 of the second letter, says, do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now, the ESV misses an opportunity here to translate that word as it did back in 1 Thessalonians. Back in 1 Thessalonians, that word warn is translated as admonish. One Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Paul says, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. There we see tough love through the command to admonish the idle. But we also see tender love. And what follows from that? Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with the mother. The Christian love will 
means by all means our default needs to be towards tender love, but we also need to be discerning as a church about when we need to set aside. left to us where gonna get us wrong. We'll put people aside when we should pull them close, and we'll pull them close when we should step aside. We're gonna get wrong. As Paul encourages the Thessalonians, pray for the success of the gospel message and work the friends, as I said, let's set our minds to do God's things to live lives Let's bring all our actions to God before Him in Still working in us, sanctifying us in your hope. You're wanting us to be more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ as imitators of Jesus. The Father will not pray us, and so we pray that in this means, that you would be so gracious and merciful towards us. That you would give us the wisdom to know when to be changing. But also give us the wisdom to be able to discern when love needs to be Father, we want to care well for those who need to be encouraged. Those who need, need to be supported and trusted. Lord, help us to be patient in the Father, help us also to be willing to do the hard work of preserving the integrity of your people. of your kingdom, that it would go into every service. Every culture and people and language group of this world would hear the good news that Jesus has come and died so that we might know God and have our sins forgiven. 
pray all pray that that ministry would be met with honor. That it would be received and responded to in the country. And Lord, we ask that our church, ultimately, as your message is In what we say, what we do, and how we live with one another. So that your gospel would go out and we would be worthy of Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.